Today, we talk about... All right, guys, welcome back. Still don't know what episode we're on because I'm still editing a bunch of these. I've done like four of these today, so... Um, <laughs> Savage. Yeah, so we got another couple special guests here. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Ivan Bunster. Stephen Lewis. Yeah. How you doing? Another couple comics uh, met around the circuit, I suppose. Um, so glad to have you guys. Thanks for coming through. Hey, thank you. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Little gag we have on the show here. Candy cigarettes. Um, if you're interested. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. He's low carb. I'm not sure. Uh, but what I like about him is... Oh my God, this broke. is more like a little uh, candy roast clip. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're all like half broken, unfortunately. But, Let's see. Yeah. But, uh, I just like... The idea of holding something in my hand and pretending like I'm cool, but oh, I got you. it's yeah. not unhealthy for me. It's like one of those uh, newscasters back in the day when you were allowed to smoke in the studio. Right. Or know? doctors who would smoke. <laughs> or doctors, like, hey, yeah. No more smoking. Yeah. <laughs> smoking in the hospital? Yeah. <laughs> During surgery? Is yeah. that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about in, in surgery, but... Uh, <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, um, so uh, what I want to do is just to have each of you, I'll start with you, Ivan, um, uh, what's the comedy background? How long have you been doing this? Uh, I've been doing it a little less than three years. Okay. Uh, I just moved out here from San Diego. Nice. Oh, yeah, you just mentioned Where I was doing it out there. Um, I was a commercial uh, project manager for a construction company out there. And okay. just traveling around Southern California, L.A., Riverside, wherever wherever I was working, I'd just do open mics. Gotcha. Okay. So. And then you, so you've been in New York since about a month. A month. Oh wow! Yeah. So you're relatively new. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, fresh blood. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you. How about you? I'm about two and a half, three years myself. Okay. Only in New York City. Uh, before I started stand up, I was the executive producer of a weekly internet television show that filmed, you know, pretty high end stuff over here in Midtown in the studio. It was called the East Side Day Show. Okay. Oh yeah, you were mentioning so, that. Yeah. Uh, it was cool. The uh, Legion of Skanks, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Big J and Lewis and Dave Smith all would. They actually have the show after ours, so sometimes we just hang out uh, and start going over to the stand with them every once in a while, and we'd be like kind of hanging out in the back. The stand was one of the the best clubs. It's sad that it's down right now. The stand uh, been closed for a couple of months, and they're going to be opening up a new spot, which we're looking forward to. Uh, the whole comic community and really looking forward to that but at the time the old place was great so I was like hanging out with these guys and was like you know what fuck it let's do it why'd they shut it down uh, they went to actually um, expand so oh. the new place it used to be over on like 21st and 2nd over there like kind of in a little bit of no man's land uh, as far as like New York City bar and happening stuff was going on but they used to get a fucking sold out crowd uh, great draw over there every night and uh, they look to expand. They have a new location. Uh, from what I understand, it's the old Brother Jimmy's on 16th and uh, Union Union Square Plaza East. So it's like right off of Union Square. Great new location. It's supposed to be twice the size. You know, multi level. So nice. You know, yeah, I've know. never been there. I would like to check it out. So maybe when it's reopened, I'll stop by. You know. Yeah, I know the um, the Italian brothers are the owners over there. Great guys and uh, great, like you know people in the New York City comedy, uh, just like almost legendary sort of guys for what they were able to do at the stand in such a short amount of time, because the stand was only a club for like seven years or something like that, oh, really? until they decided to, you know, flip the script and expand, you know, so, hmm. yeah, little, little known is that like, they're not one of the, you know, more well, you know, more like 
well-known, but like worser run, if you will. And gotcha. I, don't, I don't want to name any names, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't still work those clubs, <laughs> you know. But. Hey, I, uh, I, I only had heard about them through a roast battles. So that's yeah, right. yeah I, you see the YouTube clips, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, which are killer. It's funny <laughs> you brought that up. Um, we, I used to work over at the Soho Playhouse, right? I told you that I was, uh, you know, the facilities manager and I was doing shows. Uh, and it's really funny, a little inside story, which I can tell. Um, <laughs> I was doing a charity show uh, out in Red Hook, Brooklyn. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. At this barbecue joint, hometown barbecue. It's one of like, the best barbecues joints in the, in the world, they say. You know, like rivals the Austin barbecues and shit like that. Uh, so do a charity show out there that's mostly music. I do the only stand-up set at the show, right? After my set, you know, I go out to kind of get some air, and this guy that I knew brings uh, Paul Italia up to me, and he's like, hey, you know, I'm Paul Italia, nice to meet you. And I'm like, I this guy. And, you know, I go to the stand and say hi. And he uh, explained to me how that when the stand was closing, which it did, they were looking for satellite venues to do some of their weekly shows. Mm -hmm. So they started doing shows over at Rockwood Music Hall. Mm -hmm. um, they do the, the Monday Night Frantic, which is uh, Aaron Berg's uh, show, which is a free show that they had been running over at the stand. It's like a, it was 11 o'clock start, something like that, like 10 o'clock late, late start. You'd have to sign up for tickets online because it would sell out, um, but it was free. So it was like two drink, two item minimum sort of thing. Okay. But uh, Frantic still runs. And then Louis uh, J. Gomez wanted to do Roastmasters still, so they brought that over to the Soho Playhouse, the Huron Club. So is that still uh, running, or is no? That... You know, Louis ended up uh, retiring the show oh, okay. and passed the baton or the torch, whatever, to uh, Comedy Fight Club, which is uh, something that you might want to check out if you're new to town. Um, Lucky Jacks, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that used to be over at a different spot. Uh, Have you um, done it before? I did it, yes. I got fucking demolished. Yeah, yeah. I, I went against this kid, uh, Lucian yeah, Formicella. I gotta give him a shout out. He fucking stomped the shit out of me. Uh, it's something you have to practice. You have to practice. Yeah, I, I don't think know. that's my skill set. So, I don't know about you. I'm, really... I'm a nice guy. I, I have actually uh, been on stage and. Uh, a heckler will heckle me, and then another person will defend me in the audience. <laughs> so I'm getting nice heckled <laughs> because I'm just I don't like. Yeah, I just can't picture myself. I'm like I don't know if you guys have watched like the roasts on TV, the mm -hmm. uh, the Comedy Central roast, but like my all time favorites are the meta anti roast, like the Andy Samberg and oh, um, and Norm Macdonald. Like they just totally treated it not like a roast, and it, to me it was like the most hilarious. Norm Macdonald's one of my favorite comedians Dude, of all he time. Is a beast. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him in, in San Diego. He oh, came really? to the American <laughs> Comedy Company. Just destroyed. And uh, <laughs> Steve Martin and uh, uh, Peter Frampton showed up. We go to watch it. To go, yeah, yeah. Well, they showed up at the end and like went in the back room and stuff. And I was like, "Holy shit, that's Steve Martin!" <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I saw some of his. I I knew him because I'm I'm guessing younger than you guys. I'm only 31, but. Only, uh, but uh, I, I only knew Steve Martin from his movies. Not even I didn't yeah. even know he did stand up. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, have you read his book? I have heard now multiple times to read this autobiography. I got. I, I'll give you a cop. I'll give you. I'll let you borrow a copy. Oh, you have I a copy. Have okay. I can't read. I'm not a big reader personally, but maybe an Audible subscription. Maybe I'll, there you I'll go. use that. But, uh, but I've, I've heard good things about it, so um, I may check it out. That's how lazy I was. I like got a free Audible month subscription, right? And then because uh, I'm too lazy to read, and then I like asked for suggestions on Facebook. 
for things for to listen books. to. It's like, just there fucking you use your brain for once. <laughs> you know, get off your ass. You know, and at least show some fucking initiative. Yeah. There you go. Audible.com. Uh, promo code that podcast. There we go. <laughs> we'll no. be right. We'll be back after this. <laughs> yeah, I wish. No, I, I, I haven't had any sponsorships or anything, but uh, the audience has been growing, so maybe someday soon. I mean, you'd uh, think that one of these sneaker companies would show a little move on. Well, you know? I'm, I'm on the lower end with the with the sneaker stuff because I, I only started this like a couple years ago. Gotcha. Um, and for two years in, with my background uh, or lack thereof, uh, I'm pretty impressed with myself for how big my audience has grown, but. Uh, yeah, we're talking like there's sneaker YouTubers out there that sure. are in the millions, literally, of subscribers. It's a giant subculture yeah. in itself, the exactly. sneakerheads, right? Yeah. It's insane, and you can make a living doing yeah. it. It's crazy. Literally make a living doing it's it. It's awesome. Like, there's guys out here literally traveling the world because of sneakers and that, a camera. That just you shows know? you got to do what you love, yeah. right? Yeah. Have you seen, I, like, I don't know, it's too bad you can't pull a video. Um, there's a video of like a guy trying to rob one of the sneakerheads out in like Queens a couple like a year and a half ago, and then the guy just like fired back, and it was, like, it was a crazy scene. Uh, it's I'll get you guys in the clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like it, it was like because you have these guys sometimes arranging these deals, and the old New York City thing is you show up with a box of rocks, you know what I mean? Like, Where's the seven hundred? Here's your Jordans, you know? And like some guy pulled tried to pull some shit, and I, I think. Uh, so the guy came prepared for that sort of shit. It wasn't his first rodeo. Yeah. yeah no, it's, it up. used to be a rough world from what I heard, just like reselling sneakers and... Never knew, yeah, you had to protect your ass. Yeah, now there's like, it's, it's all going corporate now, so there's all these like secondary resale sites that like literally their entire business and corporate structures to obtain these rare sneakers and resell them to people like me who shout out for them. So. I mean, shout out, I'm not sponsored, but they should be. Uh, I have Goat, the uh, app, Okay. Uh, yeah, I use like, Goat and StockX, yes, but I've yes. had a rough going with Goat recently. So, really? You want to? Yeah. You want to? Oh, I made. Or, I made no, I, I made a whole video about it. and It's my fastest growing video ever. It had like a right. hundred thousand views in oh, two weeks. Okay. okay. Oh, wow. So wait, sure. you know what? I take that back. Then. <laughs> I'm gonna delete Goat. No, I, so I, I still use the app because they and I and actually one of my faster growing videos is a comparison of StockX and Goat. So gotcha. these are two companies that pretty much specialize in these. Sneakers that you just can't walk into a Foot Locker and get. Like, and it's not the sneaker you can't get. It's like certain colorways or certain okay. versions of them that you can't Limited get. Limited edition everywhere. stuff. Limited it's also edition. always sold at a markup. Yep. But no, is it so. like, so it's like the diamond market where they like purposely like hold back the supply to drive yeah. them off? Sometimes, yeah. sometimes. It, but sometimes it's also like, so those deconstructed ones you picked uh -huh. out earlier, uh, they can only make so many of those, you know what I mean? Or sometimes they'll do like a special edition in collaboration with a rapper or a artist where they use special materials, a special kind of leather that okay. they can't just make 100 million pairs of for everybody. I got so you. they have to make a run of like 50, so natural supply and demand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone's gonna lose out and because of the demand, the prices are gonna skyrocket. 50, like that's, that's yeah. absurd. Yeah. I, like the last ones that I tried to really push for, which I don't know why, I love them, it's so stupid. They had like the masters, Adidas had, like there's a special grilled cheese. Oh, okay. It's like a special grilled cheese that is like made down at the Masters. I'm not a fucking golf fan or nothing, yeah. but I was like, oh my god, this is insane. I'm a big grilled cheese fan, you know. So That's I tried they... to get them, and it was insane. Like it's similar to like trying to get tickets to the Super Bowl when that drop happens. Uh, you know, you gotta like there's guys with multiple laptops, phones. There's way to try to like, you know, like, get, you know, get around. And what happens is the market gets inflated because there'll be people that have no fucking interest in sneakers. Or, let alone ticket sales money, or yeah. whatever concert you're going to. They're just like, oh shit, someone's going to pay for this. Let me jump in. So you get these sneaker companies 
creating raffles to give everyone a fair shot of getting the 50 pairs that they ever made. But the problem is now you're getting an influx of additional people that want nothing to do with the shoe. They just want to get it so they can resell they can it. Resell you know? it. Yeah. Another spot you can check out um, to see it in person is a flight club down, you know, again, I don't know, do you have any issues with those guys? No, no, no. the only issue have I have... Have a video that disparages Flight Club? <laughs> no, <laughs> not Flight Club. It's not a disparaging <laughs> thing, it's just like, I, I, that, the customer service was just like... So Flight Club, right, you walk in, and then you have to fight a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's Flight Club. No, Flight Club is, uh, they, they literally have like the, the VIP, mm-hmm. like clear plastic, and there are these little metal prices, you know, like these little, like you look at them, and like the the Back to the Futures are like fifty thousand dollars, crazy, yeah, Jesus. like car prices. You know? That's insane. Well, yep, well, it's pretty bad. So we have fuck you money. You just walk up in there. And go, wow. <laughs> wow, that. But the, my only problem, my only qualm with me money, not fuck you money. Like, sure, sure, sell paper. That would almost make the prices fair. That's my one qualm with them. Is <laughs> they do an you insane job with it? Is that what happened? <laughs> but that's the nice thing with uh, Goat initially, and now StockX. That's the other reason I mainly prefer StockX is their prices are consistently lower, mm-hmm. and fight. Flight Club, for whatever reason, they have this, what everyone kind of calls the Flight Club tax, yeah. which for whatever reason, they just mark it up more than you would, would get it. At some because they can. For whatever reason. I think because they can. It's almost like a tourist yes, attraction. Yes, people come in from fucking Europe. All over the world. You know, exactly. To see that store. Because it is a beautiful yeah. store. It's a great yeah. setup. Yeah. So the same way I had mindset, like, well, this is cool. It it's me. like a much better version. curated version of that with a lot more selection. But, yeah. <laughs> And things are for sale. So when you got this place, did you intend initially? I specifically told my realtor, get me a place with this view <laughs> and an extra bedroom so I can do that. That, that was, yeah, that was right. the Did you see, ever see anything fun down here? On Because uh, like I got to walk by your neighbors at the Port Authority <laughs> on the way in. There was some guy screaming at pigeons, yeah. like literally on the block. Outside. You get a nice variety of people that uh, you interact with on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Anywhere yeah. from millionaires to uh, yeah. homeless people, uh, tourists to locals, everything in between. As- so, I'm, if I was a realtor, I would totally like have some sort of secret tunnel that comes from here, like <laughs> over to Sixth Ave or Seventh. You know what I mean? It's like, listen, we're gonna just cut all the bullshit out. You know, you just gotta open up a fucking. You, you go into this one phone booth and go down, and you come right up. Yeah, it's just as a new person to, to New York, like it's crazy to me. Like I've never been surrounded by so many people, and yet like no one. Hey, everyone's so tunnel vision. Yep, Everybody, yep, yep, yep. like, there's just people having conversations on their cell phone. Just like, I was walking by and some black ladies, like, you nasty ass motherfucker, you want me to tug on your balls? I'm like, in the middle of the street. I'm like, <laughs> tug on his balls. I'm like, what the fuck? She's out there, tug on his balls. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Someone put. Good. No, no, please. I already cut off. <laughs> Someone uh, put that in perspective for me. If you come from like a small town or like Midwest area, it's like, in those kinds of neighborhoods, People are nicer, but it's not because people here are naturally assholes. It's just like, if I had to hold the door for everyone here, I would never get to my oh, location. Sure. If I had to stop and ask everyone's day, like, oh, have you, have you been doing, how's the kids? I would never get to where I was going. So you just can't, you can't physically. How long have you been living in the city? Uh, I moved down here in August. But I'd always been in and out of the city for years. Sure. I, I, I'm from upstate New York. Right. And um, Different story when you live here full time, though. Yeah, so you guys are sure. both pretty new. So saying, like, what I'm hearing out of both of your mouths is, like, newer New York City resident talk. You know, like, you will become dark-hearted and jaded. And, like, you'll be tunnel vision, you know? What's crazy, once you do get that New York City tunnel vision and that, like, it changes your DNA almost. You know, they say once you really become a New Yorker, you can never really... I mean, you could probably figure it out, but, you know, they say you're kind of stuck in your... The cool thing, too, is what I've noticed, because, again, I I didn't mention here, but I, I lived five 
you know, five blocks away yeah. for five years right. in Hell's Kitchen, which has been changing rapidly, and it was not like the old scary Hell's Kitchen, you know, or what you see on like Daredevil or whatever. Uh, but there was still like a lot of life to the area, and the cool thing is that television, it's like if there is a problem, you can like kind of get a, like there is like a spidey sense that'll tingle, you know. So like a true New Yorker will kind of get that intuition that something's bad because it's almost like when there's blood in the water, there's a shark, you know what I mean? Like everybody kind of can react and know, you know, when something's off. You can have a guy taking a dump, you know, half a block away, but if the guy's taking a dump, he's got a fucking machete in his hand, then it's like, whoa, this is not right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, sure, the kids around, like crazy, crazy versus children. danger. Yeah, crazy versus danger is a good way to put it. There's definitely an intuition to mm-hmm. the areas you go to. You start knowing, okay, I've got to go this way. i got to avoid this mm-hmm. at this time. It's like, yeah. Uh, where, where do you live in the city? Uh, I actually, so I quit my job six months ago. I bought one of those Mercedes Sprinter vans. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about this. So yeah. I, 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 the last six months, I've been traveling around the country been doing, been. doing open mics and stuff. Oh, yeah. You're homeless. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, live, I live in, uh, in Williamsburg. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I'm fucking it. Down by the river. No, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I, you know, I thought it was going to be harder. At, like, I came here and I was like, Dude, oh, you can stay on my couch tonight. It's fine. <laughs> you know? No, I got a, I got a, I mean, I have a kitchen, a sink, a oh, bed, sure, yeah. like, in hard, the van? hardwood floor. Yeah, oh, like it's a. Uh, oh, so you revamped? I re, yeah, because I was in construction, so I just uh, I insulated it, put in solar panels. Like, where do the wife and kids stay? Look <laughs> 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 at the back quarter panel. Yeah, no, it's, hey, listen, man, that's like that's fucking. If you look out in L.A., uh, they say there's like hundreds of comedians that yeah. are basically living in all sorts of different, you know, yeah. automotive means. I've met know? I've met three, two different comedians that live in their van mm-hmm. out here. Like, yeah, actually, I heard about a couple of them. Yeah, I have a friend who lived on her bus. She had a school bus. Actually, yeah. she well, was living. It's comfortable. I mean, I, I got a I got a lady that I'm seeing, so it's like I I got I spent a couple there nights. Go. I spent a couple nights there. You shower know. off. Get a shower. Yeah, well, I have yeah. I have a plan for this membership. <laughs> so you know, I shower every day. Sometimes I uh, I kind of wish I had less material stuff especially that, that shoe room sometimes is a headache man just like yeah. especially moving here I just moved in with the shoes the rest of the furniture and everything I got you when I got it. here but like the nightmare was just getting those shoes into the yeah. like, well I had the I, I mean I had a the thing, I was a project manager. I was making good money, and then I st- it's the wall started closing in. People were like, "Well, you got to start buying. You got to buy a house now, and you got to mm-hmm. get married, and you got to." And all of a sudden, I just started like, I was like, "If I get married, I can never quit my job. If I buy a house, I can never quit my job." And I started panicking, you know. Yeah, but no, I don't know how you do all this shit too, though, because you're. I mean, being a, you're a, a gastroenterologist. Yeah, I'm, a, right? I'm an actual doctor. Um, oh, shit. And, and then, uh, yeah, so that's just, so. How many hours a week do you work doing that? Well, I work uh, two weeks a month, so I'll, like two weeks I'll be out in Iowa working, and okay. then um, and then two weeks I'll be here doing the comedy thing. GI, so. that yeah. is a lot better than I I, I was wondering because I'm like it's midday, it's super <laughs> relaxed right yeah, now. Right. I'm like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, it's it's actually a super awesome uh, gig, and um, they treat me well out there. They have a couple open mics out there, and not as many as here, but it's nice. Real people come to Do them, so it's less like miserable. Fourteen hours. A yeah, day? my days are fucking long, so it's it's bad. Colonoscopies. Colonoscopies, yep. upper endoscopies, liver stuff, yep. pancreas stuff, um, you know, small intestine, large intestine, yeah, I have, stomach uh, issues. I worked with the CCFA, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of oh, America. Okay. It's a fundraising for them a couple oh, years nice. ago. Oh, nice. Okay. A special uh, 
That's tough, man. The kids, those little kids who have like those, uh, those GI problems, man. Like it's fucking. Yeah, rough Crohn's. Right? Crohn's is a rough diagnosis. Uh, I would not wish uh, that on my worst enemy. Uh, that's, uh, uh, that's a tough one. Uh, 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 I mean, it's great. Fucking bring it down a notch. Hey, it's it's real. You're gonna be okay, kids. You're gonna be all right. But it's funny. Whenever I post a video, it can be an offbeat thing too. Whether it's sneaker related or one time I I did the hottest tortilla chip in the world, the Pocky Chip Challenge. I ate it and I made a whole video about it. And then you'll you'll get people in the comments like, oh shit, how'd you do this? I have Crohn's disease. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, right. right. I had to, so yeah. you have a little bit of a crossover. Yeah. Into the into that world. Yeah, right? I, I try to not pigeonhole myself into just sneakers no, or no. just comedy or just yeah, uh, GI medicine. problems. You're, yeah. you're the, uh, the the brand, the yeah. market. Yeah, right? yeah that's you. exactly because I want to not. You know, if I want to have a podcast, I'm doing a podcast now. If I want to do this, I'm going to do that. If I want to do Makes a sketch, sense. you know. Yeah, I was so. hoping this was a health show. Uh, <laughs> I don't have insurance right now. You know? How many how many broke ass comedians ask for medical advice after they find out you're a doctor? Actually, not as many as I would have expected. No. Even with regular people, they they don't ask me as often as uh, you know people make jokes about. But oh. um, but I do hear it commonly after I do my set at an open mic. Like everyone that follows me, like, so uh, you're the doctor, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I have IBS and blah blah blah. So I get, it's typically IBS and uh, constipation issues. That's, that's the, <laughs> Yeah, so that's I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, how did you settle on gastroenterology? Easy. It's badass. You got to learn to do your little, like, musket, like, proper <laughs> marks, like, moving it while you... But, no, I enjoyed it because... Um, you kind of—I actually made a video about this recently. Uh, someone asked me, and I do a Q and A series too, so like people will feed me questions. I'll make a video about it. So choosing your specialty and how do you choose like what field of medicine to go into, and a lot of it honestly will come down to like someone you worked with that wasn't an asshole. So like you could work with a doctor who is a total asshole in a certain field and be like, I don't want to fucking Fuck have anything field. to do with this. And then there'll be, and or similar to it, you'll have like cliques that will naturally develop, kind of like high school. So you have like the jocks do orthopedics, and you have the. Um, uh, yeah, the drama kids will do, I don't know, the outdoorsy types typically do emergency medicine. That's like the typical. Oh, really? It's like the outdoorsy, the hiking. And all yeah, that. those kinds of people typically gravitate to emergency medicine. But I mean, obviously there's... Jungle most, out there. You yeah. know? <laughs> so it's like, it really is like scrubs. That's what you're telling yeah, me? It's, it's exactly like scrubs. Like the nerds went into internal medicine and the jocks went into surgery. That's kind of... The basic generalization. Obviously, there's crossover in every field. You yeah, find all yeah, types yeah. of people in all types of uh, fields, but we don't want to generalize. Yeah. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, I, I would say a lot of it really just comes down to where did you feel like you fit in when you were going through your rotations in oh. school and whatnot, and then you'll find a field like, oh man, I uh, you know really get along with these kinds of people, or you know, do I want to be up a butt all day? Do I want to be reading EKGs all day? Do I want to be stuck in the ICU all day? Like, what? Where do you see yourself what? spending? Fucking 30, 40 years. Kind of like when you become a comedian in New York, it's like, oh, you meet a bunch of nice improv folks, you fucking might just yeah. pivot and become right. a fucking improv. Makes sense. Fucking right, jerk right. off. But, uh, you know, yeah, no, I've been no thinking offense. about improv. No, have you, that's a great segue, actually. I wanted to yeah. ask, have you guys done any improv? I have. Yeah. I'll burn an improv theater to the ground. <laughs> right. fucking matches. So we'll have a little no, debate no, between no, you two. It's, it's funny, like, I've been over to, and you're actually really close to the UCB, the yeah. new UCB theater, which I've been to uh, two shows there. And it's funny. I've seen one really bad show because, like, they did like 10, 10 acts, and like one of the acts really got only one of the acts really got me like engaged and going. And I'm like, that's a bad batting average right there, you know? They, like, and again, you may go to the comedy cellar and not see a whole fucking complete killer's row. You may, but you might get one or two mediocre performances. You know, I just like had the batting average, and then I went and saw another one that was a little bit more pro level, I guess. And have you done it yourself? 
no, no. I, would, I, would I did. I took. I took uh, in San Diego. I took all three levels at this place called the uh, National uh, Comedy Theater. Or National. When you say all three levels, they have they had three levels like <laughs> beginner, intermediate, it's like a cult. advanced. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you gotta pay. You gotta pay four hundred bucks each time. So uh, how, how does it work? Because I've thought about doing improv just to try it. I yeah. wonder yeah. if my my comedy would be better suited for improv. Perhaps it's, I'm not sure. I don't know. You really just like. When you start off at the inter- at the beginning level, like you're gonna get a mix of like theater people and then like a bunch of people that are just like learning how to talk to human beings, mm-hmm. you know, like computer mm-hmm. programmers gotcha. who are just like, I just want to talk to a girl, right, like right, that's, right. Um, which is fine. Um, it wasn't for me because I'm I'm a terrible listener, you know, and so like I'd what, show what? up. What is it? <laughs> so I'd like I'd show up, you know, the, the scene would happen and they'd say that I was their father or something and I wouldn't have listened and. It just goes off in a completely different direction. Well, I mean, listen, there's definitely something to be said about the Del Close method and all of those, like, games that you play, you know, their activities that you play. So, as a performer, I can see there being some usage of just getting some cross-training in general, but I would never say, you know, pursue your improv dreams, because if you think there's no money in fucking comedy, there's fucking no goddamn there, money yeah. in improv comedy. Well, it's, you know, just, it's, like, it's an acting, it was originally yeah. an acting exercise, right, gotcha. you know, for actors. So, uh, is it, when you hear about, like, Chicago, Second City, right. or, or whatever the improv yep. group is out there, I don't know if there's, like, an equivalent the in New York. Gremlins? The gra- Gremlins. Oh, like, here oh, in UC, Gremlins. his UCB. Is. Right, no, but he was talking about Chicago. Oh, Chicago, yeah. Okay. Bigger the Gremlins. So those, yeah. those kinds of groups, uh, I'm assuming that's the pot where SNL type people come out of? Is that... Yeah. It can happen, and it has happened before. It hasn't happened to... Yeah, UCB's, been the, UCB's been the main... Yeah, because well, UCB was started by Amy Poehler, right? Oh, Matt, Matt Besser, and, and uh, uh, Matthew... Matthew Who's hilarious in he's every fucking movie? So he's ever funny, been. so funny. Sorry, other Matt. Matthew, other the Matt. other Matt, yeah, other Matt, <laughs> Irish dude. Fuck, uh, Matt he's Polar. in Veep. He's in Veep. <laughs> hilarious. He's the funny guy. He's the, in Veep. He plays. Well, yeah, the, uh, Amy Poehler was one who went on to to become you know a very famous. That's that's typically what I hear about is these uh, you know Second City guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I think it's good for like you said, like in in those kind of new shows where improv you know they'll do a couple takeaway scenes or whatever and then they might use it in the show. And do you all feel that. like that's where uh, sometimes comedic actors come from? Like, Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Okay. So you think about it too with Saturday Night Live. I mean Michael Che, Pete yeah. Davidson are hilarious guys and very good stand-ups, but. Like the list kind of starts to dwindle from there. Who's on that cast that could like really hang on a stand-up stage in New York? You know, those two guys absolutely can. Them definitely, not, you know, those are great, great stand-ups. You know, uh, and uh, good dudes in general too, which is funny and great to see. It's just a different big stars right now. Fucking Pete Davidson, fucking that whole. I mean, that whole garbage situation with that pop singer. You know what I mean? Like that's like what the fucking media did to him and. That well, is fucking insane. Yeah, let's well, again, talk. That's a level of it, uh, success. Yeah, know? let's talk about that for a sec because sure. um, I found it interesting because it was weird to me how like I, I knew about Pete Davidson just because I'm a comedy fan, right? Sure. But I knew he wasn't a big deal, right? I knew he was on SNL, but whatever. Uh, no offense, Pete. I think you're great. Um, but uh, yeah, because he's watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're not a fan of SNL, you don't know anybody really on SNL. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, yeah, so not, I, it hasn't been as relevant right. as it used to be. So I'm know? a fan of his, but I know that the world doesn't know who he is in general. Now, all of a sudden, with the pop singer association with Ariana Grande, all of a sudden, he's catapulted into the A-list, yeah, invited on all the hacky stuff, and blah, 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 Making blah. the page six. And then you throw that Kate Beckinsale That's stuff. That's what I was going to say, man. Oh, man. He did rebound well. Oh, my <laughs> God. Good. So, once you get that microscope, not microscope, yeah, I guess microscope on you, mm-hmm. it's like, 
that's what as quickly as you rise up, that's how quickly they'll bring you down. You know? I hear John Mulaney's helping him out though. You know, so I think to try to like stabilize him because I know John Mulaney. He talks about having some issues with alcohol and and, and cocaine and things like that. And now he's very straight laced. So I hear Pete and them are like going out on tour together. Oh, that's okay. So yeah, hopefully, I mean, hopefully it works out. Coke and alcohol. It's not the '80s no more, you know. Like we, right? We can smoke weed nowadays. I think that that's cool. I think we can get a lie. I know it's not legal in New York City, but you know, it's more or less legal. Yeah, I mean, I, I I got that sense from Pete just because he talks about his depression so openly and yeah, blah, blah 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 blah. But, uh, but yeah, it's got to be a rough. Well, his his, thing, uh, yeah. his father is well known. His father passed away nine eleven. He's a firefighter, so fuck, yeah. I can't imagine yeah. as a young kid too. Like, what that but I guess everybody in New York had knew somebody, right? That that, true, more or less. Right? Yeah, I mean, or, or was affected for sure. Yeah. Like you know, I grew up you know in like a town six. like I said that's pretty close by. New Rochelle, shout out to New Rochelle, New York, up in Westchester nine one four. But yeah, no, we had like my neighbor. You know, the towers came down on him, and he like was able to get away. Because he was like in a building right next door, oh, uh, and then we also had a young lady who we were friends with, uh, Carrie Palazzo. Uh, her father, uh, Tom Palazzo, passed away, and like, oh. that was like. Uh, we also had like another twin sisters because I I was class of two thousand one, high school. So we graduated high school in the spring of two thousand one. So our first few weeks away from home, you know, that shit went down. And uh, I remember I had these two twins. Uh, friends, there were two females. Like one went to USC, another one went somewhere else. And like their brother had just graduated school from Villanova and was working in the towers and was killed. And like they, I think they both came home from school right away and like dropped out of school more or less, you know. And like we're okay, we're okay, you know. What I mean, like besides having to deal with the grief and the loss, you know. And uh, luckily, the, the like New York completely like you thought the Boston Marathon, you know, Boston Strong thing was was big, like the whole world more or less in the country yep. definitely came around but that was some fucking that was some awful shit yeah. you know? I was not around for any of that I was in uh, I was a sophomore in high school and I remember watching because obviously classes all stopped and they're like pulling in the TVs into yeah. the room and just putting it and I thought it was a prank I'll be honest with you I, I was like there's no way this is it was unbelievable real, you know? shocking so yeah. it was crazy I'm, I'm your same age so I was, oh, okay. I was a sophomore in high school and I came in and I just remember people running through me like we're being attacked and I was like were, you know? I was like looking up in the air like I didn't know what they meant like right, I had no idea because it was before you had like a cell phone that like, yeah, like yeah. actually that was the year you. I got my first cell phone yeah phone. Like, yeah it was yeah. the Nokia yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Razor even back then I uh, called my father up I was like so in Crazed, and I was 19 because I'm 36, you know, so I'm just a few years uh, over you guys. But I was like so incensed and like wild brained as a young man, like that. I was like, I'm going. I called my father up. I said, I'm going down. I'm signing up for the fucking military. I just started in college. He was like, No, idiot. He was like, you shouldn't do that. Like, <laughs> my father was a very, very patriotic, patriotic man. Yeah. Like he's, he's like, my grandfather that. was a Marine. Yeah, he was just like, what? He's like, you've got this great college future ahead of you. And then I dropped out. Uh, <laughs> like a semester later, because I was just boozing and poking. Yeah, you know, yeah. all the old, the old TD. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can only imagine, especially with Pete, though, having it be your dad. It's like, Jesus. No, well, of course. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the level. Yeah, of, uh, that's rough. No, especially in those formative years. I mean, he must have been yeah. like 13, 14 mm-hmm. when that happened. So I hear yeah. um, Judd Apatow is working on like a biopic for him or something oh, like really? that. Oh, really? I heard something about that. So great, which would be man. an interesting story, you know, to, to obviously include that into it. Yeah, you know, yeah how, for sure. Because like, there are there are videos of him 
when he was 16 doing stand-up over I here. Like at Broadway, Broadway Comic yeah, Con, yeah. yeah. Really? Broadway, yeah. Love, Broadway loves fucking hearing that clip, man. Oh, really? They love showing <laughs> that off. I don't know if you've been over to Broadway recently. I, I went there for an open mic, and I it was, no offense, it was a terrible open mic. It was just like... Yeah, listen... It's uh, one of those spots that's in a tough part of town for comedy. I was going to say, yeah, Stand Up New York. Uh, although I went on a night where it was packed, but like in general, I haven't gotten a sense that uh, they do as well as far as like drawing crowds all Broadway the time. Broadway or Stand Up? Uh, both. Uh, actually, okay. Broadway, I never went for a show. Stand Up right. New York, I went for, for yeah. a few shows, actually. Stand Up's um, a good spot, though. They may not get the crowds, but I they have a... It's a good spot. I'm sorry, I've only been doing the, the Brooklyn mics. How oh, are right. the, Yeah, how are the Manhattan? How's the Manhattan? It depends team? on where you go. Um, Grizzly Pear. Shout out to the Grizzly Pear on McDougal Street. That's where I'm at most of the time. Okay. The thing about Manhattan mics is that you have to... <laughs> I put every book bag away. It's just so funny. <laughs> good, dog. Um, the Grizzly Pear is great. The problem with a lot of the Manhattan mics, and not a problem, it's maybe a good thing, is that a lot, you have to pay five bucks yeah. occasionally, which I don't really like to pay for play mics. That model like rubs me the wrong way as an old school person. Like you can get away not having to do that in Brooklyn a lot yeah, of the times, you know. It's but just farther again, like, it's, it's, hey, like it's budgetary wise. Like, do I want to be if I want to do two mics in a night? You know, that's ten bucks right there. Plus, you know, I can, I can become an expensive night if you're having a beer or two there. You know, so. Yeah. But I will say though, you can get some decent work out of it if yeah. you know how to use it and you're really trying to work jokes out and just get like cadences down and it's like, nice to be able to go bop 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 different spots but yeah. Yeah. the worst is the lantern is over there too going to yeah I haven't done that for an open mic yet but um, the, the thing I also hate piggybacking off of your pay yeah. for play type model the worst is not paying the worst is you pay you're late in the lotto and then everyone else is gone and left and left. now you're performing for like two people so like, guys yeah. I could have done this at home you know? yeah. I could turn you the lights off here I get though like and how long have you been doing comedy so I started in November yeah so, oh, wow. so, you're still so I'll, I'll say this too it's like you, when you start working your, your material out if you don't do a bit on stage with the mic in your hand at all after a while and you try it in a good spot, you sometimes, at least I, you know, you're not as sharp, you can't recall it. So if I have a big show coming up and like, I'm like kind of anal sometimes, like a month, I'll hit like four or five mics a night, say if I have a 20 minute spot. That's a big spot for me right now in my career, you know? Uh, And I would embrace that spot and know how hard it is to do 20 minutes, you know, and like really keep everybody's attention and that you can't have slip ups like that one I just had right there. You know, you got to be fucking tight with your shit and know your punches and know your, your let it breathe, you know, and know how to really hit them and bring them along and also where to, and then also like you can figure out where to stagger like things, you know, and I'll go and try new shit out. And uh, I do find that occasionally those shitty mics where there's nobody left, you know, I just, I honestly, I'm such a psychopath. I can just start pretending that people are there. Yeah, so you're, you're just using anyway, it. You know? yeah, so you're just using it. Like fuck whoever's here. It could be none of you here. I just want the microphone, and the sound system there, so I can get used yeah. to just the rhythm. Well, yeah, yeah. In, you'll find in Brooklyn. I've gone to a lot of mics, and you'll see uh, comics that have uh, that have done like late night spots. You know, yeah, yeah. like on Colbert and stuff, yeah. and they'll go there, and they you can tell they're just using it as like it, it's Practice. like them like writing a notepad almost. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. just like they're just like talking about their day. They're like, was that funny? Did that say something? Because they don't care. It's so low stakes. Yeah, Brooklyn mics I found are way more supportive. Oh, like they? they don't they don't like they can, okay people will leave you know yeah. but you do see more people just stick around and you know what like it's just good like practice it's good manners in general if you don't have a paid spot or another mic or a 
date something re- legit or got to get up early in the morning. I understand all those. Those are like a few reasons why if you're just bored, you don't want to stay, you're a dick. You know what I mean? Like, and that comes back to you because if you do stay, fucking, they do these these buckets. It's all rigged. You know, they see you stick around and you go late and you stick around, whatever. You're going up earlier in a week, yeah. you know, and they rotate it. I know. wish they would incorporate they're, they're that really into maybe. a mic. Like, if I were to make my own mic, I would yeah. I would set it up. I, I mean, it's, nothing's perfect, right? But I would think if I did a lottery system, I would do it where if you're picked in the last, um, Sorry. let's, that's all right. If you're picked in the last, uh, <laughs> say, third of the lottery. We're editing it out, don't worry. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. If you, Never fixes it in post. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know the secrets. No, yeah. This has been, uh, he always says, like, yo, just, because he likes, you know, we understand how difficult it can be to, you know, get on camera and everybody gets, like, camera shy. So he's like, so we're going to just act like it's not here and then I'll just take out all the bad stuff. And just, dude, every second. Every time. <laughs> he just uploads the whole thing. Like, no, oh, I don't, dude. We're building on it. It's okay if it's cringy. Uh, I, I edit it. It's fine. But he's, he's just not used to the cameras. It's, no, uh, see, it's that's, a work no, in progress. You know bro. which part is content, which is like side bullshit. <laughs> it's all content, baby. It's all in between topics, too. It's just like some of that shit. That's the best part, man. Like this. I'm going to keep this in. This is going to be great. We make it look easy because we're comedians and we're like, where's the camera? Where, where's the camera? Where, is there a camera? Is there a camera? Is there a camera? Like, Do we have two more cameras? I'm fucking ashamed for this guy. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I was saying... Yeah, I, I feel like I would try to make it fairer by like if, if I did a lottery mic I would have like say the last third of the lottery or get to come early the next time so that they, way you can a keep lot of, cycling a lot of mics do that they'll say if you're yeah. in the last group they're like come to us next week and remind us then it's like the guy's gonna have a fucking spreadsheet out he's yeah. got an algorithm in well some people <laughs> hand out like little chips like they'll be sure. or they'll raffle a, a chip at the end of the night whoever stays till the yeah. end will pick out I always bug me out because I'm like that reminds me of AA and like all uh, the, mics, all the <laughs> mics remind me of AA in the beginning it's like someone's gonna get a chip at the end yeah. of the night I'm like Oh man, how many months sober is he? <laughs> I tried to develop yeah. a bit about that where, where like I felt like it was AA because so many people would get up there like this is my third. It's a hundred percent, you know. And it's just like a bunch of miserable people hold yeah. around each other, sharing their misery, and then uh, my name is, and then you're just talking. Yeah. And I and instead of Alcoholics Anonymous, instead of AA, I always thought it was like you know how sometimes you'll type ha 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 ha, but it'll come out A H. A H A so it's like ah uh, anonymous like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's anyway. I don't know what I was talking. Yeah, A A. Yeah, yeah, that's can't get alcoholics dumb. That's the moral of it. But yeah, I, I don't know how else to fix these open mics, but I, I really should try to make it to more Brooklyn mics. I just haven't made. The yeah, I I've been trying. I did a black room last night. That yes. was crazy. In yeah, in yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, that was that. I I have never. It was like I was an open mic. Well, I am an open mic, but I mean, like when you first start off, you know, and you're like just really nervous, and you're like, you know, it's gonna go bad, and you're like, just how bad is it? it was? I was so yeah. I've got a lot of work. I, I was fortunate. Did a lot of work early on because again, it's just you can get get what you can get out there. Uh-huh. It seems like when you go to the outer boroughs or the like the farther reaches of the city, you don't have to pay. And uh, yeah. I would do a lot of shows up in Harlem early oh, on, and you learn real quick, you know, that you got to be quick on your toes. You know what works up there it may not necessarily work down. Well, no, that's actually usually a one way street. If things work up there, 
it's almost guaranteed yeah. to work down in Midtown. But if something does work in Midtown, it's not guaranteed to work up in Harlem. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a two-way street there. And I've right. seen that happen. I remember one of my first shows that I got invited to be on. It wasn't a mic up there. I saw some like decent Midtown comic who I respected, this chick. And she did all these like Midtown like Jewish jokes. You know? And like these people up in Harlem were like, I don't care. <laughs> talking about yeah, they had no yeah, idea what she was talking about. She was like, "Oh, I see." So working like mid-set, and I'm like, "Oh fuck!" And I like, just started immediately going to my notes. I'm like, "Okay, put that there." You know what I mean? And like, I feel at least for me in those crowds, if I self-deprecate, which is something that I'll do a lot because it's a pretty easy you know, yeah, shtick to get around. You know, sure. um, it's a classic shtick. Uh, right off the bat, self-deprecation in those crowds, especially, they're like, oh, "All right, you know, self-aware." He's a goof. Yeah. He's a fucking. He looks scary. Yeah, you know, right. Like this, this doesn't work a lot of times in those crowds, just from a superficial standpoint. Yeah, okay, you yeah, know what I yeah. mean? And not not trying to say nothing. It's just how it is. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But if you can kind of give them a ride along with you, like any crowd, you know what I mean? That's you the key. Get a ride along right away. That's know? the key. And then yeah. they'll take more chances with you. You know. But yeah. that's fine. Well, it's, it's a good exercise. Oh yeah, I. I the fact that I was scared, I was like, I have to come back to yeah. these rooms. Like, I was like, it's got to make <laughs> Any me. in particular? I um, heard about Mocha's. I heard that's like a real... Mocha's was one. Um, Essence, I guess, is another. Uh, I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. There's one, actually, there's one in a fucking red, red lobster. lobster. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard about that on Monday. I almost... I just I was really? about that. Yeah. <laughs> Up on 125th Street. Yeah. Can I comment on that stereotype when I'm on stage <laughs> there? Is that allowed? At that point, it's fucking... It's... Probably. I'll be honest. I do love their cheddar bay biscuits. Those biscuits. For sure. um, I uh, I actually, from what I hear, yeah, you, you just have to do clean material up there. Oh, okay. Because it's a red lobster. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Corporate. I, a dirty fucking ass corporate restaurant wants you to do clean material. Yeah. Like, you have the goddamn bathrooms, red lobster. <laughs> how what does is a red, corporate? How does a red lobster even allow that? I don't know. That's why I'm curious to get up there and so try it one time. them so. condiment to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I corporate cannot know Somebody about that. Maybe. Maybe. Actually, yeah. yeah. You, you would think if it you was, would, if, it would make it like a It's got to be a thing. franchise thing yeah. and then like the owner's like whatever yeah. fucking yeah. go for Take it. Take a chance. His, kid, his cousin does comedy. <laughs> came to him. Yeah. Uh, out in Brooklyn though, Pine Bach Pine Box Rock Shop. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun one. That's yeah. a three-minute mic. You get like that's another one too, where if you end up in the third round or something like that, it kind of the room deflates. Uh, but if you stick around, they'll kind of keep an eye out for you and get you on yeah. early yeah. next time. Yeah, I've so only got one. Kind of make a regular thing out of it. They're cool like that. When is that? Uh, Wednesdays. Six. Shout out to Pine Box. Pine Box. Pine Box Rock Shop. There's six or six thirty on Wednesdays. They actually do one on Mondays as well out there. Free short mic, but. Someone brought up a good point recently about like, it's like maybe three minutes, you can let it two minutes. Like three minutes is actually, it's a difficult time for a lot of comedians because very rarely do you have a, a set that's yeah, only three minutes on an actual show. Usually getting five at the very minimum, which is a shit set nowadays. Someone's just like not even giving you your fair shake if they give you five on an actual show, I feel. Yeah. Eight is the fucking bare minimum they should be giving you. 10 is nice. I can see how 12 might be a little too long, you know what I mean? Because especially if you got a lot of mounts to yeah. feed on one of these shows, yeah. you know. But um, you get that three minutes down, and uh, I forget who was saying this. It might have been Ron Bennington, how it's like three, uh, shout out to Ron, Ron Bennington, I'm uh, serious. Uh, three minutes is like an audition, you know, or maybe even a short 
stand, uh, late night set or something like that. You know, or like, you're, you're set at the, the the comedy cellar might be only three minutes long. You know, if you're gonna try out. Uh, and okay. I, so I think that's why what I've noticed traveling across the country and doing like stand up. Uh, I've noticed New York is a lot more punchy when it comes yeah. to his jokes, and I think that has to do with the three minute mic. This is the only yeah. place I've come to. You gotta get to it. You got you gotta you gotta, you gotta hit it, it hard. Yeah. L.A. five five minutes six minutes. And people just kind of meander. Yeah, you're meandering. You're, you're telling a story. You do a little act out. Whatever you know. Here it was more laughs per minute yeah. town, you know? Well, I mean, and it it's scary sense. up there when you get silence, you know what I mean? Like, if people are just like listening and being polite. New York is kind of like, all right, get to it, you know? And yeah. they don't have a pot off there, and then you're fucking just dead in the water. <laughs> yeah, I, the crickets. I feel like sometimes, if, as, if, as long as you're doing a bunch of mics in a day, then the three minutes versus four versus five doesn't really bother me because no. I'm like, all right, I'll just come up with a two minute joke, and I'll, instead of doing. Five full jokes, I'll do two at this one, I'll do the other two, practice the other two jokes at the next one, blah, blah, blah. Do you guys record all your sets? Or I actually film every set, and I put every set on YouTube. I saw that, that yeah. I saw that. that's ballsy. That's a lot ballsy. Of, yeah, see, it's ballsy. A lot of people tell you not to not do, do it. Not to do that. Lot, I, but, everybody would tell you not to do that, but hey, but you, say, you gotta stick to it. Yeah, now, actually, you know? fuck everybody, because yeah, uh, yeah. it's been working for me. Biggest He's writing his own rules to comedy. <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, who, who's, who the fuck's going to help a doctor out in the comedy room? Like, hey, let me help you do, do better. Um, Let's put yourself out there. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I find it's helpful because, and I've already noticed this in the, the comments. comments yeah, like, I've already yeah, noticed like, this in the comments yeah, section. It's, it's like you'll get two varieties of comments. One will be like, oh, shit, I see what you're doing with these jokes. Like, you're, I see how they're progressing from this to this. And then they'll even give you some tips sometimes. Like, oh, you should maybe try this. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and then the other thing I like is getting the occasional comment like, wow, man, you read it in blogs or different posts, like, you got to get up there often, and this is the step to being funny, and blah, blah, blah. And, but when they visually can see, like, holy shit, this guy took these jokes that sucked, and now they're funny. Or he said the same joke once, and it bombed, and then he said it again, and now it's killing. And they're visually able to see it. They're like, wow, this is inspiring. Yeah, I it get should be work in progress. Do you guys, like, do you write on stage at all, ever, between, like, do you, do you find stuff? Riffs that can stick, yeah, you yeah. know that's yeah been big for me. So yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. You're I haven't seen actually. I haven't seen you guys do stand up yet. Uh, I just have seen you guys on the scene. So I don't know what your style of comedy. Don't come is, out and but. see me. Whatever you do, actually, <laughs> fucking horrible. Nobody goes yeah. see Stevie comedy. Yeah, we'll end on this segment. But sure. yeah, I just want to know like your style of either writing, performing. Like, what's your? Uh, I do kind of this like uh, depressed manic thing on okay. stage. Uh-huh. Um, where it's like a s- sad topics, but like with like a happy-go-lucky attitude. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then uh, my writing style is, is like I'll take a, a premise or a concept up there with like what I think is one kind of joke, and then I'll I'll rant and rave, uh, and then I know that there, and then I basically bookend it with like a joke that I know has worked in the past at the beginning and at the end that way. Gotcha. And then I listen back to my set, and I find like the one line that I said in the minute and a half of ranting that's funny that somebody laughed at and then I add it in to the next set and then I try something different and then I just I just keep doing that over it's like a never ending story yeah I just keep pushing it same topic not a bad and then I just that is it. psychedelic <laughs> I can't write set up punchline it's just like yeah I'm not much of a writer myself it's, so it's, like, it's kind of tough well, I followed the old um, George Carlin method just get high and walk down to the river smoke some weed just go down to the river and just try to fight, write out funny concepts and then try to like figure out backwards how to go set up punchline, you know? And then uh, kind of stuck to constantly writing like kind of somewhat druggy, somewhat creepy, somewhat sexual, and somewhat goofy, you know? So those are like kind Stay of- Stay in your four, wheelhouse. You know, well, it's, it's tough, <laughs> exactly. If I do all four in an eight minute set, that kind of doesn't make sense. So if I like 
strategically break up those four different personalities of mine in the right potion for that room. I feel like I've been doing, you know, a lot better now because I used to always like try to be like that back of the room comic that wants to make all the comedians laugh, right, right. you know. But then the fucking audience kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> like that, which I love. I'd rather get a what the fuck than like you know silence, you know. But you should be getting laughter and applause, yeah, you know. Yeah. So that's something that I've been yeah. trying to work on. And uh, like guys like Kenny Warren over at the uh, Grizzly Pear uh, have been really cool. Uh, guys like David Suarez to shout out another guy who helped me get my start always giving good feedback and criticism even more of what you're doing wrong or what they feel you're doing wrong you know and sometimes I don't take criticism well but when I have like the right someone who's spinning it to me like the right way and someone I respect I do listen and they don't really kind of yeah taking feedback is important because if mm -hmm. you're not one to do that you're not going to grow so mm -hmm. I always see those comics that like they'll blame the crowd they'll blame the conditions, the blame, whatever, but it's, it's like... never the crowd, bro. It's yeah, you. It's you. you gotta, <laughs> and, and, and that's the toughest thing to hear because if you're not willing to hear that feedback, mm -hmm. you're not going to... For sure. But anyway, this was fun, guys. Thanks Hell for yeah, coming. Thank had you. an absolute yeah. pleasure. Yeah, Thank yeah, you for having me. Plug your stuff one last time. Yeah, sure. I'm at Stevie Lou, S-T-E-V-I-E-L-E-W comedy. And uh, are these coming out soon? or I don't know. Yeah, I'm like right. way back long. So I got, I got yeah. a show coming up May 19th. Yeah, plug uh, show, uh, yeah May 19th. It's uh, a Sunday afternoon blunch. Uh, we have details coming out soon about that, but yeah, it's, well, it is what it sounds like uh, to be a comedy show with a 420-friendly uh, environment. And uh, if you check out my Stevie Lou comedy on Instagram, I'll definitely have details about that soon. So you guys are invited. Uh, and I'm Ivan Bunster uh, on Instagram. Uh, follow me to see what it's like to live in a van in New York City. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm at Ivan Buns. Uh, on Twitter, uh, I V A N B U N S T E R. That's right. great. I'm a bunch, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I that one. All right, that's it. See you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>